Welcome to the Social Archive. Me, Shaka. S-H-V-K-A. The V in Shaka is a Roman numeral five. Okay. And that represents, you know, freedom and creativity and adaptability. On this particular day, I sat in, I guess what you would call one of his music sessions. I'm not feeling this tent right now. I'm not feeling it. Like energy, where's the energy? Basically, we would switch between him playing me a few songs and telling me about his experiences as a musician. See, Shaka is definitely a different type of Afrobeats artist, and I'll eventually explain to you all what makes him so different. But I guess when I started trying to create the framework for this episode, I didn't want it to just be about Afrobeats. And I was super excited to introduce Shaka to you all, but I wanted the message to be so much greater. Um, after months of pondering, I think I finally got it, but bear with me. So let's start with Afrobeats. When you hear a song with African influences, there are very distinct sounds that tell you that you are listening to an African song. And a lot of those sounds are rooted in our rhythmic patterns. So for example, in West Africa, you hear this a lot. See, as African music has become popular, there's been this tendency to, I guess, clump all of our adjacent sounds into one box. And I think Burner Boy actually says it best. We have all types of music. So to be really sincere, for you to just call everything Afrobeats, it kind of does a disservice to, to the artist. Yeah. So yes, Shaka's music does have a foundation in his Cameroonian and Nigerian heritages, but it's not just Afrobeats. It's a reflection of who he is as a person his influences, and the evolutions that he experienced to get to where he is as an artist. See, he's he's quite eclectic and isn't afraid to push those um, musical boundaries, but his progression as this eclectic artist is a direct response to him finally coming into himself as a person. And honestly, being given a glimpse into that progression was quite beautiful. So like I said, this episode is not at all about Afrobeats. And it is largely about Shaka, but it's also about how his journey as an artist is a lot like our own journeys into finding who we are as distinct individuals. So without further ado, and after months of waiting for an episode, here is Shaka to the world. I feel like I'm really becoming myself. Like, I'm not trying to be like anybody. I get my influences from so many things, but I honestly feel like I'm becoming myself, you know? Do you find a lot of freedom in that? Yeah, I find a lot of freedom and peace. So who is, who, who is Shaka? Have you always wanted to make music? 
I believe so, yeah. Because um, when I was young, I always used to do karaoke and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think I even have a photo of me uh, doing karaoke. I was pretty young. I used to be in the choir at church, and I used to have my own solo performances. Okay. Yeah. Um, that also plays a big part in my life and my music. I used to be really active in the church. Mm-hmm. I used to act during plays and stuff. So I really kind of built that confidence, like that blueprint, that layout. You know, so I expect the unexpected, but I know what to expect when it comes to performing. You know, um, growing up, I've always been a, about entertainment. Anybody that knows me, they will let you know. I feel like me going into this music route, I feel like I'm becoming one with myself with you mm. in what way like sometimes i just don't know the right words to say in the moment but like with music i feel like i have enough time to say what i want to say or say how i feel you know i don't feel like i'm put on the spot yeah it's like therapeutic for you yeah it's very therapeutic for me um Especially being the firstborn. Firstborns, they have like carry a lot of weight on their shoulders. They have to live up to so many expectations. It could be inside the household or outside of the household. You have to um, meet so many people's expectations. And for me to elaborate on that, um, let's say like me growing up in an African household, you know, <laughs> um, I have to live up to the expectations of my you know parents and as a firstborn son yeah mm-hmm. then outside um it's probably what society wants me to be or expects me to be or like let's say my grandparents or aunts and uncles expect me to be at a certain place mm-hmm. or do certain things you know but um i honestly feel like i'm being myself with this I'm sure it feels great At what point did you start taking it like seriously, like the music thing seriously? Um, I started taking it seriously around 2016. But 2016, I was just pretty much experimenting with it. That was like the same year I got my first laptop. So I took a break. Then yeah, from there, I just started not making music. But I was making music off the Apple headphones. You know, gotta keep it at a certain way. Mm-hmm. Me, you know, I used to get so frustrated because <laughs> my siblings used to pop up out of nowhere. Like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, Bruh. and I'll have to re-record the whole song. Yeah. Over again. Did they know you were making music? Yeah, they knew I was making music. I started taking it seriously probably like the year after. Okay. They started taking it uh, seriously even more. Cause I also had friends at the time who wanted to make music because I was making music too. So like when they wanted to do that, like we all started you know recording. I was usually the one with the tools and stuff, so everybody would record on my laptop through GarageBand. My dad, um, sometimes he would play my music out, like my unreleased stuff, and he won't tell people to, who mm-hmm. they play. Oh my god, who's this? Then when later on they find out, they're so shook. Like, how are you doing this? Like, where do you record? Like, what is this? You know, I just give thanks to the most high. Well, yeah, this is 5G.
you know what Fadji means. Mm-hmm. Or what does it mean? Party. Not only party. Or enjoyment. Yes. Don't play with me. Okay. You know who you're talking to. I don't know, so I just had to make sure. Do you know what Fadji means? Oh, what did I do? My initial intent was to give a glimpse into Shaka's musical process, but the narrative quickly became a story of self-realization and going against the grain of societal expectations. Came from Shaka Zane. That used to be my uh, my old name. What is Shaka Zane? Um, when when people hear Shaka, they think about Shaka Zulu. That's stuff. what I think of. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when I chose the name, mm-hmm. when I hear Shaka. I hear leader. You know. You no know, fighter. You know. And plus, um. I don't want to get too deep into the story, but get deep into well, the story. Well, Shaka Zulu, his father wasn't like always in his life when he became who he was. So I felt like I could relate to that. You know, my dad came into my life like later on, like my adult years. So I feel like I could relate to that. Zane, um, I believe in Hebrew means benevolent or kind or well-spoken uh, person. You know, so. I just combined the two, so I took Shaka from Shaka Zulu and Zane. That was some name I looked up. You know. He I said, put together. It "What like, name means benevolent and kind?" <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I did that, and yeah, it started picking up some traction though. Shaka. Yeah, people like, oh my god, and yo, Shaka was good, Shaka. Zang. Really? Shaka. Yeah, so. Um, so you started off as Shaka Zang? No, I started off with a different alias. What is okay. that? That <laughs> <laughs> guy. Yeah, I just wanted to shorten it. Just keep it simple. As soon as I tattooed it on my body, Shaka, S H V K A. The V in Shaka is a Roman numeral five. Okay. And that represents, you know, freedom and creativity and adaptability. Wow. I like the intentionality. So I feel like if I were to ask a lot of people that, that question, they would have been like, I was liking the way it sounds. Yeah, like I try to find meaning in everything that I do for food. If there's one thing about Shaka that you should know, it's that he really likes different. 
And what I mean is that while he's very proud of his upbringing and draws heavily from that, he's also not concerned about fitting himself into a box. And this is something that I've heard him say on multiple occasions, and it can also be seen in his music. How do you feel like your upbringing has informed your music? Um, I grew up in PG County, Maryland. No, um, my mom, she was a single mom. You know, um, we've seen or experienced a lot of things together. We've seen poverty. We've seen, we've seen wealth. Mm. Like I lived in the lower class. I lived in the middle class. At some point, though, know, I got to see the upper class, but it was only temporary. Um, my mom, she has, or she had a big impact on like my music taste and stuff like that. Uh, she exposed me to like Lauren Hill, D'Angelo, Erica Badu. Going from that to Buju Banton, that's a radio artist. Yeah. Dance hall. Yeah. Like in terms of like older music, like like old, old music, I got some of my influences from my grandfather because he used to listen to Bob Marley, mm. King Sonny Ade, mm. um, Ebenezer Obey, and Fela too, and some other ones too, and Sade. Now he was like, you know, other, you know, Afrobeat artists, but like, yo, Fela Kuti's my, my inspiration. I'm like, bro, stop that. What do you mean? I know Fela Kuti's not your only inspiration. Stop that. If you, oh. to, if you want to say whiz kid, say whiz kid. <laughs> like, like, just be real with yourself, bro. Like, because if I go and look at, like, recently listen mm-hmm. um, some people's um, devices, last time they listened to Falaku was probably like three years ago. Maybe more. Yeah, to yeah. be honest. Like, I understand you're trying to show, pay homage, but, like, I feel like you're just using that name to, I don't know. But, um,. Yeah, growing up, I used to listen to a lot of gangsta, thug music. Like, I would go on my own and go and listen mm-hmm. to it. Like, I love DMX. Mm-hmm. I feel like he kind of impacted me in, on the aggressive side, too. Like, Tupac yeah. most definitely influenced me, too, in terms of, like, style or, mm-hmm. like, aggressiveness. Like, the way he flows with his words. Enemies! Like, yeah. I try to switch it up. You're not afraid to, like, experiment mm-hmm. with sounds. Yeah. I heard it's... one of your, your songs. I was listening to some <laughs> of your songs yesterday. You have a song with this Korean guy. And I feel like you like things like that. Merging different cultures, different influences. I love that. I honestly do. Why the Korean song? I was like, yo, that is... I don't hear anybody putting Korean artists on their songs. Unless it's uh, now. B- when did that come? When did that come out? Like 2019, but we made that song like a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, before I even heard about BTS or anything, yo, I was like, yo, this about to be the next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Korean on song. Yeah, Korean on song, bro. This is about to be hot. <laughs> Have you always wanted to be in the limelight? Yeah, that little kid in me always wanted to be in the limelight. Because um, I feel like because my mom was so young when she had me, 
She was like 19 going on to 20. You know, she had a, a hustle her own to make her money to, you know, pretty much provide for us. You know, so most of the time I was always at other people's houses, having them babysit me. You know, sometimes I felt really neglected, okay. Mm. Sometimes I really felt like I needed that attention. So that's the push into the limelight. Yeah. And anytime, like, we used to go to parties when I was young, it would always bring me money. Spraying money is not stripping, but <laughs> it's almost like the same idea, but I'm not... We, we celebrate each other by spraying money on each other yeah. at parties. Yeah, so there are times where I just... Like, like I said, I used to dance. I started off with dancing at mm-hmm. a young age. Michael Jackson was my inspiration, first as a kid. Um, but, um, yeah, I used to go to parties to go and dance. You know, anytime people saw me, they, were, they already knew. Mm-hmm. It's time to dance. That's and I would funny. be leaving parties with, like, over $20. That's how much money they spread me. Like, yeah. I used to really be going there, you know. Those are good times. And anytime when I used to dance like that at parties, like, I honestly felt good. Like, I felt so much love. I felt like there was always something missing ever since I was a kid. What do you but mean by that? In terms of, like, that attention, that love, you know, that needed, you know. Um, as I go, as I got older, I feel like I don't really look for that thing anymore. Do you feel like it's been... Um, rep- or fulfilled by something else? I don't even think it's been fulfilled. I honestly don't feel like it's been fulfilled. Maybe eventually, as you know, life goes on, I'll probably be able to feel that, but like, it hasn't really been on my mind as much, you know? I guess as I got older, like I started really showing myself, like mm-hmm. I became more vocal, everybody could understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, because growing up, I would get in trouble for, like, saying how I felt. Mm. It would be, like, too much or I'm overdoing it. So I guess everybody would just see me as that little kid that didn't know anything or mm. you don't have a right to feel anything, mm. you know. So I was always going house to house. Oh, you don't, you're not allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, I was not allowed to really have an opinion. I feel like many of us that grew up in immigrant households can relate to this. And while I've seen a positive shift away from this narrative, amongst Nigerians, young voices don't always hold as much value. So some of us don't fully come into ourselves until our adult years because we weren't given the freedom to fully express ourselves. I personally have this opinion that Nigerians do so well in creative spaces because our creativity is an extreme radical response in opposition to this oppression. Once your family finally accepted your voice within the family unit Mm -hmm. is when you started to feel like that void was being filled. Yeah, and I felt like I used to hold myself back so much. Mm -hmm. Because of, like, stigmas. Yeah, stigmas. Yeah, Which is why I say that I feel like you've become, like, such an eclectic person. I don't think it's overcompensation at all. I think Mm -hmm. it's leaning into what you feel like was suppressed. Yeah. Perhaps. That's literally how I feel. You know, I always dealt with my feelings by myself. Mm-hmm. I'll cry in my own space. Like, 
people made it seem like it was a crime for me to just cry out in the open, you know. Um, but my little brother, he's like the best version of himself. I'm not gonna say he's the best version of me. That's what you want to say. I mean, he is himself, but like, yeah. I'm sure you look at him and you're like, wow, I wish that I had what you have currently. Yeah. I pretty much wanted to be the best brother that I've always wanted. Yeah. You know, mm. Or the best mentor I've always wanted, something like that. You know, like, this kid is so vocal. If he feels a way, he's going to say it, or you're going to notice it, you know. Like, I just wanted to be transparent with him and let him know that, you know, I see you. Because mm-hmm. growing up, I felt like nobody was really seeing me. Mm-hmm. Like, you may see my physical body, like, you may see me, but, like, do you really see what I feel inside or do you even notice? Mm-hmm. You know? Do you feel like your family is becoming more acceptive, receptive of Shaka? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I started getting my earrings, you know, and stuff, at first it was like a shocker to them, but like it's almost as if they expected it. Yeah. You know, they kinda They're like, yeah. So I'm I'm They're like similar. that. See, like I'm like that one cousin, like all my cousins wait for me to get it first. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, Okay, all right. Everybody's cool with it? Okay. All right. <laughs> my turn. Yeah. You know. Like, some of them won't admit it, though. I influenced them. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, my grandparents don't know I have tattoos. So I don't even think my grandfather notices my nose ring sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going into that, I feel like I'm really becoming myself. Like, I'm not trying to be like anybody. I get my influences from so many things, but I honestly feel like I'm becoming myself, you know. Yeah, I find a lot of freedom and peace in that. So who is who is Shaka? You asked me like or you, you said like mm-hmm. some of the stuff don't sound like, you know, Afro beast. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally my up- upbringing I'm putting in my music, like you get a trap. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking pigeon or something like that. Because I grew up in the States. I grew up off hip hop, grew up off dance hall, some traditional African music, you know. This. So I'm putting them all in one. That's why everything just blends in smoothly, you know. Like I'm really in my body. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I go into anywhere with so much confidence, no. Not worry about no stigmas or any stereotypes and shit like that. I'm literally myself. You Nobody, take up space. Yeah, like I'm not like when you see me, you're not gonna see me on like on some cocky shit or anything like that. Like I'm really confident. Like I'm really myself. Mm-hmm. If I want something, I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. If I don't get it, oh well, there'll be another chance. live my life without any limits that's how I'm very hopeful about the future that comes serious
Thank you again for listening to another episode of The Social Archive. You can now stream Body by Shaka on all platforms and his other songs in this episode will be listed in the description. Um, I know that it's been a super long time since I've released an episode, but 2024 is about to be my year to shine. Don't worry. I'm taking a page out of Shaka's book and trying to embark on this journey of self-expression and encourage you all to do the same. And as always, if you made it this far, I love you. Make my let's go to my mama. Make her chop, she the sweet like a vodka. Make